If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. everyone and welcome into another episode of sports betting by dummies i am your host patty parlays and joining me as always the tan man the voice of god himself diz diz welcome in buddy how was your weekend patty it was uh it was a great weekend uh u.s open was phenomenal to watch down the stretch i wish i wish z spot could have pulled it out there at the end but uh nonetheless we cashed a top 10 for him so a pretty good weekend personally and gambling wise what about you patty uh it, it was it was good me me and the me and the pod father dominated you and dirty mike and some golf on saturday for father's day so uh that that's always a plus i have no comment at this time <laughs> i still need to figure out my distances for my clubs apparently yeah i think you'd be a scratch golfer if you knew how far you hit your irons yeah yeah so Work in progress, I guess. But uh, nonetheless, joining us also, as always, the new faceless wonder himself, Tyler. Tyler, welcome in. How was your weekend? Uh, I mean, I pretty much just, other than Father's Day, I pretty much just stayed depressed in the house over the finals game still. Still down bad, huh? Yes, sir. I mean, it's just more... If they, than if they would have lost early, man. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's fair. Now, the real question is, is now that we're already pretty much turning on the page to the next season, uh, is with Thursday being the NBA draft, is that when you can finally kind of start to feel better depending on how that draft goes for the Celtics? Well, uh, they traded their first-round pick for Derek White, who went one of six. And a game... Game worst, uh, minus 26 in the plus or minus. Okay. In, in game six. So, no, Pat. Sorry, I didn't realize I was adding insult to injury there. That's 100% on me. I didn't know. That's That one's on yeah, me. Thanks, Pat. It's, it's Monday, so spirits are up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... We're we're just gonna move on. I I don't have any comeback to that. I don't have any anything to make you feel better. So that's on me. But uh, Diz, you kind of touched on the U.S. Open a little bit. Uh, congrats to Matt Fitzpatrick on winning the U.S. Open. That sand shot on eighteen, Diz. I'm not sure if you saw it, but that had to be one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I saw that, and I I think the commentators made it better because off the tee they were like, there's one spot he can't be, Mm -hmm. and it's in the left bunker. So, like, he's in the bunker. I'm sure it was a really hard shot, but the commentators made it seem like, okay, he's, like, walking away with a par would be immaculate. Like, he's probably going to bogey, and then he puts it to, like, 30 feet, and you're like, okay. Either that was, like, I don't know. It just looked like a normal bunker shot to me. But it's still, I mean, it was damn impressive in the moment. And I'm sure it was much harder than it seemed, but he made it look easy. So congrats to him. Uh, Well-deserving. But uh, I was surprised he pulled it out with all the names at the top. I thought Scheffler was going to do it. Yep. Um, but uh, pretty pretty awesome to watch. So first off, on that sand shot. So Scheffler actually had a similar sand shot on 18 on Saturday. 
and his first shot literally hit the the lip in front of it, went right back to where he hit his last shot. So I think that kind of tells you that that sand shot in general is just not a easy sand shot to make. Um, gotcha. But then, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Early on, I thought Scheffler was going to run away with it. Um, I thought Zalatoris, because his putter got hot and he was feeling it, I thought he was going to run away with it. And then I also, you know, going into round four, I thought Rom was going to be making a run at it, but they all kind of faltered and Fitzpatrick took advantage. And so did, Pat, did you see uh, Zalatoris' polo? I did. Um, are you talking about, like, the the design or whatever the the was it we met on there or yeah yeah it was it was we met with his caddy it was caddy was like a 10 year old kid i don't know if you've seen that movie yep um but that was pretty sick yeah yeah absolutely and then Diz, i really thought zal torres's putt on 18 was going in yeah it was it was weird i kind of thought the opposite because Fitzpatrick had a similar putt, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, Zalatoris has the read, and Fitzpatrick's didn't look high enough the whole way. And as soon as Zalatoris putted his, I thought, man, that's not high enough. But it was much closer than I actually thought. So I had kind of the opposite thought. As soon as he hit it, I was like, shit, he didn't hit it high enough. But then when, once it got to the hole, I was like, holy cow, this might go in. So I was, I was a little heartbroken. Yeah. But I do believe that was Matt Fitzpatrick's first win on the PGA Tour. I'm not sure of that. Is that legit? I'm pretty sure that's legit. Um, And then Zal Torres is still looking for his first win. And boy, he's had a, like, so close the past three majors, right? Masters, he finished second. Um, And then he lost in a tiebreaker and overtime at the PGA Championship and then just lost on that last one on, uh, yes, or, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he's got six top tens in his first nine majors. And shout out Doug here. But Doug told me one of those includes a withdrawal. I don't know if it was because of injury or if he was so far behind or what. But essentially of the eight that he has finished, he's been top ten six of the eight, which is nuts. Yeah, man. I I just want him to win one so bad. And I want him to win a major as his first tournament win. Not some, like, no-name field because everyone's playing in the LIV instead, right? Like, I want him to win a major. Yeah. Also, I was pretty uh, shocked about the live performance. I know they're not, I know the, the best of the best are still in the PGA, except for maybe Dustin Johnson, but it seemed like all the live players performed horribly, which is, which was a huge win for the PGA. Yeah, but I kind of, uh, I kind of expected that. That's why that first, uh, first round I bet against, the group of Louis Oistazen, uh, Phil Mickelson, and Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry seemed like a gift because it, it's just a lot. It's just a different pressure, right? It's a different feel coming from a you know different tour, if you will. Yeah, for sure. But I want to say now I'm not entirely sure on this because it's been a while. Or it's been a couple weeks since the LIV tournament, but. Um, did Keegan Bradley participate in the LIV? Uh, I'm not sure on that. I know he finished what he finished like one or two under, so he was probably top ten. Yeah, I was gonna say, I thought he was, and I would say he was definitely the best LIV finisher. If that's correct, if that's correct, if that's actually the case. 
So Can you do a quick Google search to fact check that. Yeah, I tried to. It didn't reduce uh, too much results. Let me see if I can just Google LIV. Sure, golf leaderboard. All right, let's see. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> What's new, right? I know he got a big ovation at the end. Is he from, like, Boston or something? Another, I think that's what it was. Another Google search. It's good podcasting. Uh, he's from what's Woodstock VT? That would be Vermont. Yeah, never mind. Oh, for some reason, I don't know. He got a he got a huge ovation at the end. I wonder if just a bunch of his family was there or something. Yeah, it was. He was super excited too. Um, for some reason, when I saw VT, I thought Virginia Tech, and I'm like, wait, that's not a state. Damn it, Pat! I know, killer. Should have kept that one to yourself. Eh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a free spirit on here. I let some things fly. Yeah, I respect that. Next episode, we'll uh, get some blank maps of the U.S. and <laughs> you get high score. Oh yeah, there we go. Some geography homework. Um, Diz, anything else you want to touch on on the U.S. Open before we move on? I think the next LIV tournament might be the weekend before July 4th, so not this weekend, but next? Yeah, I think this is a cool stretch, too, because the the Open is in, like, three weeks. So it's cool that those two are so close together. I'm excited about the Open because Tiger's going to play. St. Andrews is his favorite course. I can see Tiger shocking some people, so be alive. Am I going to have to be the dick that takes Tiger to miss the cut? If it's good value, I may consider, but I don't know. He made he made the cut at Augusta. Did he not? I don't know. Maybe he didn't. I don't even remember. Yeah, he did make the cut at Augusta, but... Or no. Uh, he made the cut at just... the PGA Championship, but he withdrew before the fourth round, right? Oh, that's right. I don't know what he did in the Masters. Right now, this you can just... get... It's a great podcast. Right now, you can get Tiger Woods to win the Open Championship at uh, $4,100. Doesn't seem like good enough value, but I hope he wins. Yeah, not you could pay me $4,100 to take that bet. So, Anyways, uh, moving on, the NHL Finals. We have Game 3 tonight. It is in Tampa Bay. Um Yes, I don't think there's anywhere, any way uh, else to put this, but the Lightning need to win tonight. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm very discouraged. I know I was rooting for perhaps win to get good value, but I was not hoping they would win seven to zero. Um, that was an absolute beatdown, and it's not what I wanted to see in order to bet the Lightning to win the series. I think Lightning to win the series now is like five to one, but I think that that just shows you how dominant the Abs are looking right now. So. I am not actually going to bet the Lightning to win the series at this point, but I, I hope they turn it around. You are absolutely right. They are 5-1 to one to win the Lord Stanley's Cup. 
Um, but I I want your opinion on something here, Diz, and I I didn't really understand this move or why or lack thereof. So go go back to game two, right? The Lightning are down like five to zero. Why not take Vasilevsky out at that point? He knows he's the man. He knows he's the guy. But if you take him out and give him even a quarter's rest, you know, or let him, you know, take some time off, why not do that? I don't know. Maybe it's just he's between the pipes every period of every game in the finals. I mean, sometimes, sure, you rest your goalie, but in the Stanley Cup, they normally play every period of every game if they're a top-tier goalie like Vasilevsky. So maybe you just keep him in, don't get him out of his rhythm. I don't know. It's a, it's a good question, but... Um... The only thing I can think of, Diz, is maybe they asked Vasilevsky if he wanted to come out, and he said, no, I want to stay in. That's very possible as well. If that's the case, I totally understand that. But at, when you're down 5-0 in the second or third period, you would think, why not pull him and let him uh, take a few off? Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's taking it in the shins. Yeah, and I, I think that's a testament to how good the Avalanche are. I mean, they're they're flying around. They look faster, younger. You know, this is probably why everyone assumed that they would win the Stanley Cup from the start. A huge part that the commentators said, too, is that Colorado has the best home ice advantage in the NHL because of the high altitude in Colorado. It's Teams get gassed early, and if you watch the way the Avalanche play, they're – they're skating downhill 100% of the time. They, they, they always go super fast-paced. So I wonder if the Lightning have a better chance at home. Oh, I 100% have to. Uh, we, got, we got some ice tilt in Colorado. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well. Literally, literally on a mountain. So, yeah, probably. I, I'm just hoping for a, a big bounce back from the Lightning. I think with baseball season being the only thing left to go on, I think we're all hoping for a good series out of this one. If this one goes down 3-0, ooh, it's uh it's not looking good. Yeah, I'm 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 already worried about the dog days. Rankle is uh is not producing model picks because he's getting busy at work, so we might have missed our window for the model. Um I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I'm going to have to start following MLB. You're going to have to start following Patty Parlays, baby. That's true. That's true. I have multiple MLB picks every single day. You guys can find them on the Picket app. Uh, you can just text me if you know me. I mean, I got I got them for days. Yeah, I'll just read out Pat's phone number here for every single <laughs> second. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. All right, anything else on the NHL finals before we move on? Uh, hasn't been very fun to watch. No. The, I will say, game one was somewhat exciting, except for the goals came in spurts. And so if you weren't watching for like that brief five-minute period where three goals were scored, then it was a relatively unexciting game. But if yeah. you watched game two, then yeah, you're SOL. Yeah, wasn't great. <laughs> Hopefully tonight we see some more, some more fights, some more excitement. All right, NBA Finals are over. NBA Draft is coming up. 
But let's talk some NBA trade rumors, Tyler. Okay. So, I don't. I'm assuming you saw this, but uh, it basically came out that the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving are at what is called an impasse. So, uh, mm-hmm. neither side is kind of uh, jiving with what the other is thinking. And Kyrie has a player option, I believe, that he has until June 29th where he can opt in and stay with the Brooklyn Nets for like 37 some million a year, or he can decline that option and go to free agency. Um, the, the I think the current uh, leaders or thought to be leaders of uh, places that would get him would be the New York Knicks or the Lakers. Um, a lot of, yeah. a lot of people are throwing out Westbrook for Kyrie trade scenario. Um, but what what are your thoughts on the whole Kyrie situation, Tyler? Uh, I mean, the dude's never happy no matter where he's at. Right. Kind of been a distraction lately. I mean, when he's on court, he is absolutely electric to watch. But, you know, just, I don't know. You got to feel like the market's going to be drying up for him a little bit at this point. But I, I wonder too, Tyler, because on like based off of that and what you're saying, I agree. I don't know that these top tier teams or like superstar teams or would be looking to make a move on him. But what if you're like an up and coming team or a team that like really just needs some help? Like I the obviously because we're from Indiana, we're Pacers fans. I thought about the Pacers, right? I personally yeah. don't think I would be. Happy. I mean, obviously, I would be excited if he came here, but at what price are we gonna like? I don't know that I would be overly excited if the Pacers went and got Kyrie Irving and we had to give up maybe, you know, Halliburton, Brogdon, and Miles Turner to get Kyrie Irving. Like, I don't know if I would be thrilled with that. Uh, that just doesn't sound like a move the Pacers are gonna make. And I mean, I think this year, honestly, we're gonna see some teams tanking a little bit for next year's draft. Is is there some good prospects in next year's draft? Uh, what's his name? The French guy, like, hard last name pronounced like Wimbaya or something, but like he's like, I mean, if you go watch his footage on YouTube after this, he kind of looks like a seven three, like young Giannis out there. Okay. So he looks incredible. So a lot of people are trying to. I think a lot of people are going to be tanking for him. Interesting. And, like, I just also can't see the Pacers wanting Kyrie Irving at all. Right, but t- take the Pacers out of it. Like, a, a non-big market team possibly going after Kyrie. Could you see it happening? Maybe, like, the Pelicans or somebody? I don't know. Yeah, Pelicans, like... Trailblazers, uh... Well, Trailblazers wouldn't really make any sense because their best player already plays the same position. Well, a lot of people are so, thinking Dame might get traded or whatever from the Trailblazers, that too. Doesn't help. That doesn't help you at all, trading Dame and getting Kyrie. But, I mean, right. he's going to probably he's gonna be a, a Nick or a Laker. Like, you, that's you, pretty much the only teams that, you know, LeBron wants him back because yeah. LeBron won championships with him. Yeah. They need a point guard. We know he's not going back to Boston. We know he's probably not going to any small market teams because they don't want to pay that much for somebody that we don't know if he's going to play or not. Right. 
Yeah, no, I I certainly agree. I I I think it would be interesting to see uh him going to the Knicks. I don't know how that would work out, what the Knicks would have to give up to get him. Um but yeah, that's certainly uh interesting. And could a Westbrook for Kyrie? I mean, I don't, I'm sure there'll have to be other pieces for it, but is that like could a just straight up swap between those two happen? No, Kyrie's still a good player when he plays. And you're saying Westbrook's not? No, Westbrook was god-awful. They'd have to give up some first along with Westbrook. And I don't think they really have first less or left for a long time since you can't trade uh, first in consecutive years. Mm, yeah, good point. Hmm. Well, it'll certainly be interesting. If, if I were to bet, I would say he ends up back with the Nets. Oh, maybe could end up in some. Someone could dump him down to like the Rockets or something, just to get rid, just to get rid of him. That would be wild. But that's uh, that was definitely big news today. So I wanted to touch on it. Um, anything else, Tyler? I heard or that on the sport or on ESPN's bottom line, they were saying that the Magic are open to uh, talks for the first, number one overall pick on Thursday. Really, I know a lot of teams have been saying they want to move up, so that does make sense. A lot of teams outside the top three want to move up, and basically the three teams in the top three right now have said anyone in the top three will like fit for them. So. Right? Yeah, and I was gonna say the top three are pretty much locks at this point, right? Yeah, like I don't think we're really. I mean, we don't know what order, but pretty much the top three are regarded in like a higher tier than the next set. Like a lot of people say, the draft starts at four. Yeah, yeah. So it's not shocking that people would be willing to move up into that top three because you know the top three who those are going to be. But um, it'll be interesting to see what the Pacers do, Tyler. Uh, well, I mean, there's the reports that we've been seeing for ever that Miles Turner is once again on Miles Turner once again on the trade block and as expected Brogdon's out there so who knows what's going to happen they might pick they might package one of those guys or something to try and move up a spot or two I don't see them having enough firepower or really being aggressive enough to get into the top three but maybe they want to try and get to four to try and take Ivy then you know local guy mm-hmm. or Keegan Murray I, a lot of people like uh Keegan Murray, so that'd be an interesting one, Keegan too. Murray. I mean, we all witnessed what he did to IU in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, yeah. So, all righty. Anything else, Tyler, NBA-related that you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, no, that's about it. Uh, Wednesday, we will have an NBA draft special show. We'll be giving out uh, draft talks. I'm sure there'll be more trade rumors, more things that come out before then, but we will get you ready to get some NBA draft bets in for Thursday. All righty, gentlemen. Well, I messed this up on the thing, so we're going to move this around, but uh, today I am starting the $10 to $10,000 challenge. Now, for those that don't know what that means, I will start with a $10 bet at plus 100 odds, so even odds. If it hits, we take the winnings from it, and we put it on another bet 
with similar odds for the next episode. Now, the uh, it takes 10 bets in a row. So 10 episodes in a row, I'd have to hit this single bet for plus 100 odds to get to the 10,000. But if it loses, the most I'm losing is the $10 initially that I put in. So, the first bet for this I am doing, I'm doing Mike Trout, two-plus total bases tonight versus the Kansas City Royals. And once we get into the dumbest dummy bets, I will show you my work and how I got to that bet. But today is the first day of the $10 to $10,000 challenge. Challenge, Patty. I, Patty, I have a question. Okay. So the ten to ten thousand is only if you take a plus one hundred bet every time, right? Correct. So are you just going to look for bets that are strictly plus one hundred, or are you doing plus one hundred as the minimum? I so obviously it may be tough to find an exactly plus one hundred bet, right? If I get like plus one ten, that's fine. I'm still only going to put like the $20 or whatever back on. So there's a chance I could make up some money, get a little bit of money on the side there if um, I take bets that are more than plus 100. And I might even, you know, if I hit one bet that's plus 110, then the next time I might take one that's minus 110, you know. But it'll be pretty much in that plus 100 range. Because you want, you want your winnings of the bet to be covering your next um, bet in the series, if you will. And at what point are you gonna just take the win? I would, I would, hey, I would love a ten to ten thousand. I think that'd be electric. But I feel like if you get up a couple hundred bucks, is there is there a shame of walking away? There, there will be a shame for me because that would just uh, go against everything I'm about, Diz. Uh, I'm an integrity guy. I'm going, I'm going for it all. Now, T.Y.'s following along in this challenge. If T.Y., if we get to, like, a 1000 bucks and T.Y. says, cash me out, okay, fine. We'll, we'll cash him out. He can stop whenever he wants. But uh, it's, it's going to take some cojones to uh, actually get to the 10000 But you got to eat balls to be balls, Diz. Oh, yeah. Love it. All righty, let's get into our dumbest dummy bets. Uh, review them from Friday. I went O and I think technically, well, that's not right. I went two and four, I think, because I had, I actually went two and two on Friday on my actual bets, but then I had a couple outstanding ones for the U.S. Open uh, from last Wednesday's episode. So, um, Diz, how did you do? I didn't have any bets on Friday, so technically 0-0, but my future on Wednesday of Zal Torres being top 10 hit at plus 120. So add one cash at plus 120. Nice. And uh, Tyler, how did you do? Uh, pretty sure I went 0 for. It was just 0 for 1, right? Because there was only one boost. It was a baseball boost. Uh. No, that was today, wasn't it? Let's see. Well, I think there was only one on Friday as well. We've kind of been hitting a dry spell as far as boosts go. That was the 18th, right? Uh, 17th. 17th. Um, I had 
17th, yeah, just the MLB booth. Okay, thought so. So, in the competition, I am up 1.52 units, Tyler is up 2.7 units, and Diz is up 4.85 units. Pretty good month for us so far, gentlemen. It was tough. We, I was up, what, seven at one point? Yeah, but that's that's the thing with those boosts, right? It's like when they hit, they're really, really good, but you can hit a cold streak on those boosts. Yes, sir. I mean, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. I I dream of the day when we can come up with boosts that we like. Exactly. Um, I will go ahead and start with mine tonight, gentlemen. I have two. Like I already said, I got the Mike Trout two-plus total bases at plus 100. He has hit this in four of his last five, and he's going up against Chris Bubich tonight, who has an 8.36 ERA. And uh, Trout is hitting 352 this season against lefties, which is what Bubich is, so I'm liking Trout to get two-plus total bases tonight. And then my other one is Danny Mendick over half a run at plus 135. So for those that don't know, Danny Mendick is on the Chicago White Sox. And he has scored a run in nine straight games. So I'm hoping lightning strikes for a tenth time tonight at plus money. Alrighty, Tyler, why don't you go ahead and give us your one boost for tonight. Let's see. My one boost for tonight is uh, click there. Is it Yankees or Yankees, Red Sox, and Braves all to win? Yes, sir. And uh plus four fifty. Yeah, that's boosted from plus three forty. That is uh, a lot of value there, but for a reason. It's it's definitely juicy. Um I think I'm on two of the three, so I think you're you're on your way. Braves, right? What? Are we fading the Braves in this matchup here? Not necessarily fading, but I liked the the Giants a little bit better, and I like the Braves. So, um, but I will say I'm taking the Giants first five plus a half. So there is a situation where mine could hit, and because this is full game, you could also win, and then we're all happy. No, oh, there we go. Hopefully we get that then. Yeah. The ideal situation would be the Braves and Giants are tied after five innings and the Braves just take the lead late. Perfect. All right, Diz, what do you got for us? I only have one, and it's courtesy of my guy, Doug. Shout out, Doug. Shout out, Doug. He likes the, he likes the Angels minus one and a half tonight. I believe it's at plus money. I haven't taken the bet yet, so I don't know exactly the value. I don't know if you can pull that up real quick, Pat. <laughs> But I'm riding with my guy, Doug. Angels minus one and a half tonight. Angels minus one and a half is minus 108. It's minus value? Oh, I thought it was at plus money when he texted me. Maybe that maybe that changed. It probably was. But I will say the one thing to be cautionary of is the Angels are actually the worst hitting team against left-handed pitching, and Bubich is a left-hander. Well, damn it! So it might um, be a, it might be a trap, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna trust our boy Doug on this one. Yeah, hey, bet together, win together. I'm gonna ride with him. Uh, whatever I bet it at, Pat, I'll let you know the value because I'm also on DraftKings, so I wonder if that's a little different. Could he's be. actually on points. He's actually on points bet too, so 
may have better value than DraftKings and FanDuel, but I'll let you know what I bet it at. Okay, sounds good. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about group best bets. We went two and one on Friday, so as a group, we are up seven point one eight units. We're we're cooking. Uh, fun oh. fun fact though, it is actually not our greatest month uh, so far this year. Uh, for those that are wondering, March we actually finished up eight point three units, so. We have March's number in sight. We just got to finish strong. Do we, do you know what we are each month, Patty? Like, do you know what we've been historically January, February, March, April, May? Yes, sir. What are we, do you know what we are like combined, like at the sum of all those? Year to date, we are up 1.55 units. I thought it'd be more than that. I'm not going to lie. Well, as is the case with most gambling. We were up, very up some months, and we were very down some months. But almost at the halfway point into the year, and we are positive units year to date. So I think that's a win in our book. Pretty good. Pretty good. But what are we liking tonight, gentlemen? I mean, I feel like this. We have to do lightning money line. What's the value on that? Minus 115. Oh, God. What? You don't like that value? I don't like that it's minus after game two. What? What's the, what's the over? What's the total goals? Over six plus 104. I like that a little bit better just because the Lightning will be better at home offensively. And we saw the Avs score seven by themselves in game two. So I would lean the over I, ahead I'm... of Lightning Moneyline. I'm with it. I mean, the overs two and zero so far this series, uh, and like you said, you got to imagine the Lightning will put up more of a fight uh, at home. So, um, I like it. Um, all right, let's go to the MLB. Do we want to go ahead and take the Angels minus one and a half? Um, yeah, sure thing. If you guys are okay with it, I I I did not know they were that bad against left-handed pitching, but I mean, it's in my dumbest dummy, so I'll support it. Tyler, you with it? Uh, I was just going to add that uh, Braden Point is a game-time decision for the Tampa Bay Lightning today. I don't know if that changes your opinion at all. I imagine he'll play. Um, but, I mean, I I think I'm still good with the over six. Is you still good with the over six? Yeah, I'd say down 2-0. If he is able to – if he's somehow able to play, you'd imagine they'd play him. I would agree. All right. I don't know much about NHL. I just saw that pop up and thought it is relevant to what we're doing currently. Absolutely. And then I have a suggestion for the last one. Yankees first five money line versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, here's my reasoning behind it. The Yankees are nine and one their last ten. Rays are three and seven their last ten. So clear advantage to the Yankees. Getting them at minus 138 first five is like a gift. Um, we do have Garrett Cole on the mound, which is my one concern for them. He's, I mean, he's like fifth in Cy Young currently, but they're going up against like the first odds-on favorite for Cy Young. But uh, the Yankees actually smash left-handers, which is what McClanahan is. And the Tampa Bay Rays rank like 23rd in hitting righties. 
So pretty much everything shouts the Yankees, and at this short of a price, I think we have to take it. Yeah, I'm down with that. Tyler, I assume you're good with that? Yes, sir. Perfect. All righty. So to recap, we got Yankees first five money line versus the Rays, Avalanche lightning over six, and then Angels minus one and a half versus the Royals. Let's keep on the contract. Let's let's stay high here, boys. All right, that leaves us one thing and one thing only: the hail mary parlay of the day. This is a uh, ten leg. Hold on, let me check. Yes, this is a 10-leg. Now, granted, the first leg already hit, so that's on me. We, it was weird to have afternoon baseball on a Monday with only nine games in total. But do uh, you guys have guesses for what $1 for a 10-leg baseball parlay would hit you? 521. Tyler, any guesses from you? I looked at the notes. Okay. I'm abstaining. Yeah, I've, I've been reading the notes ahead. I appreciate it. You know, it's it's uh it's nice to see you putting in the extra work. It's definitely recognized. It is one dollar to win four hundred dollars and fifteen cents. So you're pretty close, Diz. Okay. Okay. The first like hey, what? I can just I can just make my excuse for not reading the notes that I want to guess your hail mary value. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, again, I'll accept it. But uh, the first leg that already hit was Mets first five minus a half versus the Marlins. And then the rest of them I have Cubs first five plus a half versus the Pirates. Red Sox first five minus a half versus the Tigers. Yankees first five money line versus the Rays. Giants first five plus a half versus the Braves. Cardinals, Brewers over seven and a half. Blue Jays, White Sox over nine. Angels first five minus a half versus the Royals. Uh, Trout's two plus total bases, and then the Padres first five minus a half versus the Diamondbacks. Now, real quick, we were talking about. Oh yes, it's back. Okay, so uh, Diz, how much do you know about first five total runs? Not a lot. Enlighten me. So, the the normal first five total runs that you see, the line is usually four and a half. Um, sometimes you'll see five and a half. Sometimes you'll see three and a half, but right now on FanDuel, the Yankees versus the Rays, that matchup we just talked about where we took the Yankees, the first five total runs is set at two and a half. This is like unheard of. This is rare air. And I got to tell you, it's, it's hard not to take over two and a half, but it's almost like a trap, don't you think? It's got to be a trap because isn't it like the two best pitchers in the AL? It's pretty much. I mean, you got McClanahan who's first in Cy Young, and then you got Garrett Cole who's like fifth. Uh, but yeah, it's very, uh, very interesting, and I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention because uh, you don't frequently see two and a halfs. I don't think I've ever seen two and a half in the first five like that. So uh, it, it's either a trap and there'll be five runs scored in the first inning or someone will look like a genius because under two and a half right now is plus 124. Wait, you're liking the under? No, I'm not. I'm not touching that total. 
Um, oh, okay. What I'm saying is, is if someone has the balls to take the under two and a half, you can get pretty good value at plus one twenty four. I think I'm going to take the over. It's all, it's minus one fifty two. I it's a little too juicy for my liking. Not great value, but hey, I'll I'll ride it. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Anything else we need to get off our chest before we call it a day? Uh, I want to say that shirt pretty fresh, Patty. Oh, you like this? I do like that. Oh yeah. Oh look at that! The thing of beauty. Oh yeah. And if you missed that, that's because you're not watching on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. Type in sports betting by dummies in the search bar. Look for the black and yellow logo. Yellow logo. You cannot miss it. That is probably the first one that you'll see on there. So thanks for that little uh, plug there, Tyler. You're welcome. Anytime. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. We hope you have a nice, profitable start to your week, and we will see you all on Wednesday.